Hey everyone, I'm Jennifer Lee, the owner of Jennifer Lee Inspiration, and you're tuning in to Day by Day with Jennifer Lee, where we talk about how to feed your mind, nourish your body, and connect to your soul day by day. Today's guest expert, I'm so excited to bring on for you because he's actually served as such a strong spiritual mentor in my life and has really attributed so much in terms of my professional growth. So it means so much to have him on the show so that he can share his wisdom with you all as well. Our guest expert today is Chuck Gone. Chuck is a professional speaker, trainer, and life coach, and he prides himself on his ability to utilize practical tools that help individuals and organizations move toward their true potential. Chuck is an associate certified coach, a member of the International Coach Federation, and a life coach instructor at the Community College of Allegheny County. Chuck is a former pastor and holds a doctorate from Fuller Seminary. He currently resides in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, here with his wife, Debbie, and he loves hanging out with his four grandchildren and vacationing at the beach whenever time will allow. So Chuck is going to talk to us today about upward, outward, and inward. Upward, outward, and inward, the three essential connections of the soul. I can't wait for him to drop some knowledge on you and share great insights. So let's go ahead and welcome Chuck to the show. Hey, Chuck. Thanks so much for joining the show today. Hey, Jennifer. How are you doing? I'm well. I'm well. How's your day going? <laughs> good. Pretty pretty relaxing. It's nice. And I love the sunny. Oh, a- I know. It's gorgeous here today. <laughs> on the jet deck, enjoying the weather. It's been nice. Good, good. And, you know, in the introduction, I had mentioned that you do love spending time with your grandchildren. So I was curious how you guys are handling the quarantine mm-hmm. and if you've been able to do any video chats or anything. Yeah, it's been a bit of a challenge like uh, most people, but we've managed to stay connected just by doing things like drive by and family game nights and and different things like that. So, yeah, it's, you know, obviously it's rough, but it's working out. So, yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, um, I, I also mentioned, Chuck, that, you know, you and I have known each other for some time and you've just been such a strong spiritual mentor in my life and even just in terms of how we've helped each other professionally. So I'm really thankful you made time to come on the show today. And um, I'm really excited for this episode because, you know, we like you and I were talking prior to the interview here about soul can kind of be a confusing topic for folks. And there's a lot of varying perspectives on what soul is and, you know, does soul live on after you pass and it can get pretty deep. So I'm really excited about the way that you threw out how you could talk about this segment um, with upward, outward and inward, giving our listeners three ways they can start with connecting to their soul, especially if somebody is not used to practicing something such as that. So, um, yeah, I would love for us to go ahead and dive right in here and for you to talk a little bit about maybe what soul looks like or means to you and then how that looks in your everyday life. All right. Well, good. You've, uh, you gave me a challenging topic, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll try to, I'll try to keep it simple though. Again, I think we've complicated the word soul. Uh, we, we hear it in a lot of different contexts out there, um, you know, in, in prayer life, obviously, and just in in, uh, in culture, you know, I think there was a, I don't know if it's still on, there was a, sh- a show called Soul Train or whatever. And, you know, we hear it for, uh, I think the original uh, meaning of SOS was save our souls. And, 
you know, so we, we use it in a, in a variety of contexts. We've heard in a variety of contexts, but we really don't discuss it much. And uh, I think for years, I mean, for centuries, that theologians have tried to kind of figure out well, what do we mean when we mean a soul? And so, for one, we don't have a lot of time, so I'm not going to delve deeply into all the different viewpoints. But I think the, the key thing just to remember about the soul is it's really, it's, it's really the most true self. It's the real self is what I like to think about it as. And uh, you can't really I, obviously identify it. You can't point to it inside your body and say, there's the soul, even though some have tried to do that. But uh, really, it's what I've heard it described as really it's a combination or it's what integrates really the, the mind, the motions, uh, the will or some call it the spirit or heart. But it's basically the, the part of us uh, that combines or integrates herself to make us a, a real person. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, the, it's, it's, again, the real part, the part that is most real to us. And uh, so it's, uh, again, it's uh, a lot of different ways people try to slice and dice it. But I just see it as, again, the kind of the, the thing that integrates us all, all parts of our being, especially our inner being. Uh, some might include, some often include the, the, the word bo body with the soul, which isn't bad. Uh, because again, the soul kind of integrates everything, including the body. But really, again, I, I tend to think of it more of our our inner self, the part that we were we were born with, the part that's going to live on uh, with us for eternity. So that's kind of a yeah. quick and dirty definition. I love that, and and I have been following the segments you've been doing or posting on Facebook Live in relation to spiritual disciplines, which I know we're going to get into. And I've really enjoyed the way that you you call back on certain things or you flex back on certain things, even within Christianity, but then give listeners or your viewers, uh, like you say, practical tools, um, which I also let the listeners know that you pride yourself on is those practical tools so that people can actually learn how to make what you're teaching them relevant to our everyday lives. And that's a really important, that's a really important mission of this podcast is how we can focus on mind, body, and soul day by day. And so I, I was excited that you were going to give us those three essential connections, maybe some ideas for how listeners can start taking, okay, I, th this is what soul means to me. And, and as you mentioned, Chuck, with mind, emotions, and your spirit or your heart, now how can I start being more mindful of my soul daily? Because I don't think a lot of people realize that when they neglect their soul or they they don't even really acknowledge that a soul could exist within them, um, mm -hmm. how much that impacts their life. And maybe some folks realize that they've been emotionally struggling or have had certain negative outlooks on life, or maybe just feel surrounded by negativity or drama or things all the time. I don't think people realize that a lot of that, at least from my experience and um, what I've lived out and lived through, a lot of that ties back to having a connection to your soul. Um, because your inner spirit. And so I would love to hear the the tips that you have for the listeners on how they can start connecting to their soul and using that to their own benefit and, and for their own happiness really in life daily. Okay, good. Yeah, again, it's um, the soul, you know, it has a lot of, I would call them desires or inner longings. I think we're all kind of aware of these inner longings. But, uh, you know, for the sake of simplicity, again, I broke them down between, you know, upward and, and, and uh, outward and inward, uh, because I think those are kind of the three major categories of kind of longings for the soul. Uh, the soul really has a, a, a longing for God. I mean, there's, there's scriptures that talk about, you know, my soul longs for you. I think the one, I can't remember exactly which one it was, there's a deer pants for, 
for water, so my soul pants for you, talking about God, the living God, and that constantly, you know, we, we desire God because we were made by him and really and for him. And so we were made to commune with God. So we have this inner longing towards God. And we also have a, a longing really to connect with others. And, and uh, I think it's, it's obvious now. I mean, the talk right now is that we just don't feel connected to each other. We all have this longing in this age of COVID-19 to be with our, our friends and our family. And, uh, and, and again, pointing back to even scripture and earlier scripture uh, that talked about uh, that man was not designed to, to live alone. You know, he was lonely. So God gave him a partner. And so again, we also have the desire really to really to be connected with ourselves. I think a lot of us really, you know, we think we know ourselves, but we really don't because we don't take time to look inward uh, towards ourselves, our own emotions or feelings or uh, the things, we're, our thought life, that sort of thing. And so I think mm -hmm. that during this, this age of COVID-19 even, all these things are really accented or uh, exacerbated, if that's the right words, just to, you know, that, that we have these longings in us but it takes almost a situation like this to realize that we really do have these deep longings. And when they're not there, the soul becomes kind of unhealthy. And I think a lot mm -hmm. of us have been walking around with unhealthy souls without really knowing it. But the, the, we really know it. We really notice it again when these things, these longings are just all suddenly taken away from us. And so that's just, again, my point is that I think that, again, the, the, the soul has longings. And as long as those longings are being met you know, in a healthy way, then those, then we're, our soul tends to be healthy. And when they're not, when any one of those three are missing, we feel a little bit of out of sorts. We feel just not right. But, but a lot of people can't pinpoint what that is about. You know, they can't understand, you know, what, what is, what is going on with me? Why, why am I, why am I so depressed? Why am I unhealthy? Why do I feel disconnected from God? Those type of things. And so again, yes. I think it's a, it's, it's again, those are the th three things that again, there's a lot of different ways that the soul wants to be connected, but those are the, the three general categories. Um, okay. So upward being God, outward others, and then inward self. Right. And again, there's probably overlap again, because I, I don't think you can be really connected to yourself without being connected with God. God's going to be involved in the process. The same thing with others. But I think for the sake of simplicity, it's good, especially when we talk about the disciplines it's kind of, it's, it's better to kind of slice and dice it because we like to categorize things and it makes it easier to understand. And so exactly convenient categories is what I would call those. I love that. I, I do think that that makes sense. And it is, again, going back to soul can be complex and we tend to complicate it. I think upward, outward and inward is a really good visual and it helps you wrap your mind around some steps that you can start taking in your daily life to feel more connected and, and care for your soul. So why don't you talk to us now a little bit about, let's say upward. Okay. So focusing on connecting to God, what's a spiritual discipline that you do um, maybe daily or several times a week to stay connected to God? Yeah. If I can, for just a second, just on a sidetrack and just kind of talk about first this kind of relates sure. to all three categories and really uh, kind of a process that I think is easy to remember is simply labeled ACT, A-C-T. And this will allow you basic, this will apply for all three of the categories. So the idea is A is, is awareness. You know, it's becoming aware that something in us is not quite right. I think your last uh, guest might have spoke a little bit about awareness, but awareness is so, so key in, in, in understanding or connecting to the souls because you have to first be aware that something's not right. And a lot of people mm -hmm. don't 
don't want to admit that something's not right. But again, awareness is just bringing kind of attention to something, you know, focusing your attention on something and realizing that, hey, there's something not right in me. I feel disconnected from God, or I feel disconnected from others, or I feel disconnected from self. And so the first thing is awareness. It's again, just paying attention to what's going on in your emotions, in your head, whatever. And there's a lot of ways you can do that. I mean, one of the key things, one of the easiest ways to do it is just to, uh, I think you're familiar with the term mindfulness. It's, it's kind of like a discipline, but it's the idea mm-hmm. that saying, okay, I'm gonna, I'm going to focus on my stream of consciousness and what's going on in my head uh, this or this day or whatever, or this hour, and I'm just going to pay attention to it. And uh, and then that's so that's kind of the beginning. Just be aware of it. But but awareness and not the sense that just to push it out of your brain. In some cases, it is appropriate to kind of push it away from your brain so you can function and be more productive in the day. But if it's something that, again, is a, something that's gnawing at you, it's a deep longing, you want to be aware of it. But then you want to take the next step, which is choice or, or choosing to do something about it. You see, a lot of people are aware that they got something not right, but they're really not certain whether they want to really choose to do anything about it. And uh, and and that's key. They don't want that. You know, we, we were given free will. We can make the choice to do something about it or not do something about it. We're never forced. Mm-hmm. Nobody's telling us that you have to change this attitude or change this disconnect or whatever. Uh, I love there's a couple passages that speaks this. Really, choice involves, first of all, a desire to to be different. Uh, Jesus in, the, in one of the stories on, um, I think it's a, uh, it's yeah, it's it's the story of uh, the crippled man on the pool of Beth- Bethesda, and he's been crippled like 38 years, and and Jesus walks up to him, and he and he just asks him a simple question. He says, "Do you want to get well?" Which again seems like a dumb question, but really it's a very good question because the reality is, even though he'd been crippled for 38 years, he might not want to get well because well requires a new normal, new way of acting, a new way of living. And so really, when you think about choice, you first have to consider, do you want to change? You have a freedom to choose, yes or no. The second thing is getting clarity around your desire. What is it you want to be different? How do you want to be different? It's kind of a, a vision for what the healthy soul would look like. And so another story, another biblical story is the story of blind Bartimaeus, where Jesus is walking down the road from Jericho, and he sees this blind Bartim- man named Bartimaeus who was blind, and he cries out to him and says, Jesus, Lord, have mercy on me. And he walks, Jesus walks up to him and says, what do you want me to do for you? Again, it seems like a, a dumb question because the guy's blind. But really, again, mm-hmm. what he's trying to do is have the person have clarity around their desire. And that's, again, where it gets back to us. What is it that, what is it you want to get better at? What do you want to be better at? Do you want to be more generous? Do you want to be more loving to people? Do you want to be more connected to God? So, again, you choose you know, your desire, be clear about your desire and be be definitely or choose to get well, that you want to be well. And then so once you've made that decision, once you're aware of something that's not right, you've made the choice to move forward, uh, you've got a little clarity around what it is you want to do or what your vision for your future is, then the T is simply to train. You know, we we talk, it's basically the training and that really refers to the spiritual disciplines. And I think you've heard me, uh, I think I've spoken this a number of times, a number of sermons, is the whole idea of training versus trying. You know, and almost mm-hmm. any, any, anything in life we're willing to train for, whether it be sports or, or music or, or a profession, we're willing to train. And we understand training goes involved. If you want to be good at something, you have to train. And uh, you know very well because you're in the sports that you, you don't just walk onto a, a basketball court or a volleyball court, you know, without any training and expect to, to, to sink, a, sink a hoop or to, to hit a baseball, whatever. No, you, you train for it. 
And the same thing is true in the spiritual realm, that you want to be able to not simply try to be different. You don't want to just simply try to be more connected to God or, or try to be a, a, a more friendly or, or more uh, nice to your kids or your spouse or whatever, or try to be more generous. No, you're trained to, trained to be, and you train by way of the spiritual disciplines. So the whole idea is, again, as you become aware something's not right, you make a choice to move forward, you clarify what you want, and then you, then you, then you locate the discipline that really matches that desire. And so you basically try to, the disciplines are not just the random disciplines that you go through a list and say, I'm going to do fasting this week. I'm going to do Bible study this next week. I'm going to do uh, solitude that week. No, the idea is that the disciplines are meant to be uniquely uh, fit for you, for your particular desire at that particular season of life. And so again, right. so going back then to those, you know, how do you figure out which desires or which disciplines work best uh, for the for the different uh, connections, really, then it's just a matter of kind of going through and saying, okay, in this season of my life, I feel really disconnected to God. Okay, I, I, I long to be connected with God. And so some of the disciplines, uh, you know, a, a short list of disciplines would be something as simple, obviously, as prayer. That's one way to be connected with God. But sometimes you do prayer in a, you can do prayer in a different way. Sometimes we, we're used to just sitting down in our morning quiet time and praying to God. You know, you could insert prayer throughout the day. If you really want to be connected with God, you will you will schedule times during your day to pray for five minutes here, 10 minutes here in the morning, the evening, and just kind of saturate your life with prayer. Uh, you know, meditation is a good one. Meditation is an opportunity just to sit before God in quietness and just listen for him, listen for his voice. It might even be, be meditating on some particular scripture. So that would be uh, a couple things, obviously worship and is a way to connect with God, you know, just praising God, you know, uh, just stand, mm -hmm. you know, put it on your earbuds in the morning, you know, and just, just praising God, you know, to the, uh, as much as you can. Uh, Sabbath is another one. We're just this ability now that we have a opportunity actually to practice Sabbath, to just have some quiet time with God, to spend the whole day with God if we choose to. And even mm -hmm. sol solitude is another opportunity. You know, we, there's a difference. I, I was listening to a sermon today, actually, with my son. He was talking about solitude and isolation are different. You know, we can be in isolation like most of us are right now, but it doesn't mean we're in solitude. Solitude is a place where, again, we can interact with God. We choose to be in solitude. We choose to interact with a quiet space. In many ways, it's almost, I've heard it described as the, the, main, uh, the main discipline because that it's hard to do any of the other disciplines unless you are willing to be in solitude with God. It's hard to practice prayer. It's hard to practice uh, worship. It's hard to practice meditation until you first are willing to get into a, a posture of solitude. Uh, so that's right. some ways you can connect with God. Some ways you can connect with others is, is simply by, you know, acts of service. There's plenty of ways you can, you can still serve others, even in the midst of uh, this, uh, this COVID-19 by, by sending cards, sending letters, sending uh, picking up the phone, making a call, doing drive-bys. You know, there's a lot mm -hmm. of opportunities to stay connected to others. Uh, generosity, compassion. Uh, there's there's tons of ways you can do that. And again, if you're feeling like you're you're not being generous enough, then maybe you're not. Maybe you need to. Maybe God is stretching you to be more generous. To 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 send out a gift card to, randomly to somebody. You know, or to to again to to make that call of encouragement. Uh, to to send that person a note. Uh, those, again, are just disciplines that you may be called to do that's based on the longings of your soul. And then with self, self is the one that really 
I think most of us would avoid. Really, connecting with God is is easy, and but but connecting with self or connecting with others is fairly easy. But connecting with self is kind of the hardest, and that's where you basically give permission to God to kind of search you, uh, as He talks about the Psalmist talks about one thirty nine. You know, search me and 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 see if there's any anxious thoughts within me. And that's again mm. usually involves getting some meditation. You know, uh, possibly even journaling. I just started journaling again, where you you just write whatever you want, write your thoughts down, be able to get in touch with yourself through 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 basically. Uh, through others, through, 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 uh, I'm sorry, through, through meditation, through, uh, through allowing, again, other people to even give input to what might, to your own behaviors, especially even during COVID-19. And then again, to be yeah. able to take actions to change. So, I And if I could, um, with the, even with self, if I could interject here, something that I've recently, how you mentioned you started journaling, mm-hmm. something I started having to get comfortable with again, and it's, it's felt great now that I'm in a rhythm, is it sounds silly, but like just leaving your phone inside or something and mm-hmm. sitting out on the front porch, even before COVID, whenever, you know, you'd be in a waiting room and you look and you see everyone's head has to be in their phone or something. No one can just sit there mm-hmm. and, and just be, there's a feeling of uncomfortability, I think more than we tend to realize with being with ourselves. And that's something that I've been practicing lately in terms of a discipline is being, you know, not having my phone on me and I've just not even a book. I'll just sit there on the front porch with my coffee or something Mm -hmm. and just think and reflect. And boy, has that revealed a lot recently. Mm -hmm. So that's something I also encourage folks to do as well as like you mentioned, Chuck, whenever you need to just be in solitude, think about what solitude means to you, but also the the real meaning of solitude is alone, Mm -hmm. Uh, no distractions. And so I feel like a lot can be revealed in those moments as well. Exactly. Yeah, that this is great. Thank you so much. Okay, so I'm, um, you know, just to kind of take it back here, everything that Chuck mentioned was extremely helpful. And I feel like tangible, those practical tools that you can take with you from here on after the episode. So we talked about, you know, true self is really the soul, you know, integrating what your mind, your emotions and your spirit are, and that develops your soul. And in a way that you can really start to get to know your soul and connect with it, if you've never taken that step, as Chuck mentioned, is the upward, outward, inward approach. So God, others and self. And a way that you do that is tying everything back to that um, nice acronym, ACT. So awareness, choose what you need to do and what that desire is and then clarity around it. And then that's how you'll know how to move forward and train choosing the spiritual disciplines that you need. Mm-hmm. So did I get that all right, Chuck? Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. I, I dumped a lot on you real quickly, but there's a lot more to it. No, it's great. If I can recommend. Yeah, no, this is. <laughs> recommend a book. Oh, go ahead. There's a book called Spiritual Disciplines Handbook by Adele Calhoun, C-A-L-H-O-U-N. And it's a great book because it matches the desires of your heart with the discipline. So if you're, if you're oh. you can read about the desire and say, yes, that's where I'm at right now. And here are the disciplines that would go with that desire. It's really, really good. Um, okay. Yeah. That's great to know too. That's, a, that's another, because some folks like outside of what we mentioned here with the tools, such as act helping people to reflect it's, uh, we have a lot of readers out there. So it's nice to have that as a resource as well. If you want to take it a step further, get a book such as that and really start diving in and make this a part of your daily routine. Mm-hmm. So 
Thank you so much, Chuck. What now, just in terms of, because I had mentioned that I've been following your Facebook lives and everything, why don't you let the listeners know how they can connect with you beyond this, if they'd like any terms of spiritual coaching or even further discussion around today's episode? Yeah, probably in a few places would be my website is just Chuck Gone Coaching at, at uh, Chuck, yeah, ChuckGoneCoaching.com. And that's G O H N, Chuck, G O H N, Coaching.com. And then my email is also just chuckgonecoaching at gmail.com. And then also have a Facebook page. Uh, if you're interested, I try to post a lot there of spiritual insights on just called Chuck Gone Coaching. That's my, my uh, business page. Oh, wonderful. And, and on LinkedIn too, I follow what you do. And I do love the content that Chuck posts on Facebook. So I definitely recommend connecting with him there. A lot of things that you we talk about this episode being mind, body, and soul day by day. And Chuck definitely posts things that trigger you to think throughout your day or to get your day started, things that you could incorporate into each day. So I, I definitely recommend that you connect with him on Facebook. So Chuck, thank you so much for um, hopping on the episode today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much. It's great. It's great to, to connect again and look forward to doing it again soon. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. You have a great rest of your weekend. You too. Goodbye. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Wow. It, you know, it's, it's bittersweet here. I, I love these segments because I want them to be short, sweet, to the point, giving you nice, easy, digestible tips for daily living. But sometimes I feel like having guests on who are just so knowledgeable, it makes, it makes you want to go on for an hour here. So I hope you enjoyed that episode with Chuck. He, he did drop some knowledge on us, and I love He's spot on with the practical tools. So now we have that acronym, ACT awareness, giving your, your soul the attention that it needs. Do you feel disconnected from God, disconnected from others, disconnected from yourself? So having that awareness of your soul. And then C stood for choose. So making the choice where you need to go with your desire, having that clarity around your desire. What is it that you want? What is it that you want? You know, you can't get to where you're going unless you know where you want to go, right? So, and then we had T stood for train. So you want to train and develop your soul through spiritual disciplines. And it takes, you know, understanding what season of life you're in so that you can choose the spiritual discipline that works well for you now. And that's even with anything, with sports, as, as Chuck referenced, you have to have a certain training program that fits your needs. So you have to choose a spiritual discipline that fits what you need right now for your soul. Okay, so that was act, awareness, choose, train. And I, I think that he made such a good point that it, it really, soul is hard to define. It really is hard to define. But when you start to pay attention to your, those inner longings, so even just beyond your mind, right? Because there's a difference between mind and soul. So your soul, is the, it's those inner longings that you have. Okay, so a really great way to gauge the health of your soul is upward, outward, inward, God, others, and self. And using that ACT acronym, Awareness, Choose, and Train, so that you know what spiritual disciplines you need right now to keep your soul healthy, to care for your soul. Again, thank you, Chuck, for joining us. You guys can visit him at his Facebook page, Chuck Gone Coaching. You can also connect with him at chuckgonecoaching.com. And remember, the feeling of becoming whole, that feeling of being whole, it comes with a strong sense 
of mind, body, and soul day by day. We'll catch you next time.